What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Against All Odds podcast. I'm here with Manny, so we'll roll the intro and let's get started. Okay, so Manny, do you want to give me your full name, your age, and then just where you're born? All right, yeah. So my full name is Manuel Gonzalez. Um, I was born in Colombia. Um, and how old are you? I'm 29 years old. I was born in 1990. Um, I came to the state when I was eight, 1998 around, 1998, 1999. Came mm-hmm. to uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, yeah, and just grew up there. Um, and so you were born in Colombia, though, right? Yeah, yeah, born and in so, Colombia. And then so eight, first eight years of your life, Spanish-speaking, Spain, playing yeah. just on the streets or wherever? Or? Yeah, yeah. Well, there, you know, uh, soccer's everywhere, streets, you know, club, um, the... Some professional teams have the youth club, and yeah, played for for a little youth club there, and um, yeah, didn't didn't get you know too much to, uh, you know, I remember some of the stuff there, but you know, I just ba- basically you know playing in the streets uh, down Colombia, it's a different culture, you know, soccer, soccer everywhere, so it's, it's the main. Thing. Yeah, it's like the main. Yeah, yeah um, there's no you, there's no other sport there, so yeah, that's all you grew up watching or grew up playing, and then. When I came here to the States, yeah, uh, I think the one of the first things my dad did was instead of finding a school first, he found a soccer club. <laughs> really? Yeah, I swear to God. <laughs> I got into a soccer club first rather than the school, so. That's funny. That's it's the a first good minute. thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a good memory. So did you start playing, like, with a team at age of, like, five, or when was your first team? Yeah, so my first team down in Colombia was, yeah, like, around age five uh-huh. and really competitive there. And there, yeah, and there you... Um, you play like uh, two, three years up. It's very common for for you to, or if your parents want, or if you're good enough, you can play two, three years up. So I remember there, you're playing against bigger kids, and I think that makes you way better um, mm-hmm. in the streets as well. You know, if you're the little one, you're getting bullied, um, and the streets, you know, it's good players out there. You yeah. know, it's just random pickups in the street with your friends. Uh, you put two rocks. I mean, I don't know if you've seen some movies, but you put two rocks in the streets, and there's their goal. You know, little goals there. Yeah, and yeah that's. That's, that's cool. How how many days like out of a normal week? How many we play? Every single day, Monday yeah. through Sunday, you play there. Yeah, that's, that's all like you what play. I feel like everybody outside of the U.S. It's so funny. Like the U.S. kids, yeah. they're like, yeah, I played Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday with my team. And then everybody that grew up outside of the U.S. is oh, like yeah. every single day. Oh, every single day. And then if you're not playing with the club or like the soccer organization that yeah. you're with, you're playing with your friends. Like here, you know, it's funny when I first came down to to the states. You know, it's, I remember PE class. Uh, no, you know, you grab a soccer ball, you're the weird one. You have to <laughs> learn to play basketball. But there, I mean, in, in recess, there's no, there's no yeah. basketball or nothing else. It's just soccer. So you're playing soccer every day before, after school. Um, so yeah, those those are good memories. But I think the states are now. Um, it's getting better. Yeah, it's getting way better. Yeah. Um. And then did your so do you have any brothers or sisters? Yeah. So I have an older brother. He also played. He actually played professional for two years. Mm-hmm. Um. And, um, yeah, and I have a younger sister. So, okay. Yeah. And did your dad play pro at all? Yeah, so my dad played professional in Colombia for, like, five, six years. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He played there in the Colombian uh, league. And, um, you know, back then, it, um, uh, he, he got a bad injury, and, you know, he had to, he had to stop playing. But, um, yeah, uh, he's, you know, I think, you know, uh, he also grew up with that system. And from there, you get the love of soccer. So, mm-hmm. so it was just, in your, like, in your blood, like it's you were? In, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, why'd you move to Fort Lauderdale? So I have a big family, and a lot of uh, my mom's family, uh, a lot of her sisters were already in Fort Lauderdale. They were established, and back back then, uh, Colombia wasn't uh, it wasn't the safest place at the time. Back in the '90s, you know, there was a lot of uh, a lot of the cartels and all that stuff. So my parents wanted a better future for us, and you mm-hmm. know, just came to the states. Okay. And um, so you had some family, extended family in that area. Too? Yeah, and yeah, so Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. So my we have my mom has uh, eight sisters. So 
Wow. There was, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of, it's actually nine sisters, sorry, nine sisters. So uh, four or five of them were already established in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, all South Florida area. And I think, you know, it was a good area to go to, you know, because there's a lot of Spanish community out there. So yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't like a big culture shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. It's pretty easy transition. Yeah, yeah. Very, very easy. And you probably go to like most restaurants and everything. And, and Definitely, yeah. yeah. It's a lot of Colombian restaurants there and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can get away with speaking Spanish. Yeah. And then so you just started your dad first found the soccer team for you yeah club first team soccer. and then um you got into school how was like learning english and all that stuff english was the easiest thing just because you come at a, such an early age yeah. oh and yeah yeah at eight years old i think four months later you learn english mm-hmm. and it's not like you're having like super deep conversations no no yeah yeah and then with soccer too it was sim- i think you know i got the the english part you know with soccer i also met my teammates um a lot of obviously american american kids um mm-hmm. And they also helped me, so I was learning English in school and soccer. So. Yeah, and were you still playing every single day in America? Uh, no, no. Then the transition came different because now you know it's not so common for you to play in the streets. So yeah. it was only in club. No one wanted to play in, in, in school. So no, it definitely was. That was a big change. Yeah, yeah. I, I even remember that too. Like I was the same way in like elementary school. Yeah. Like. I would be like, I want to play soccer because I, I was just yeah, always yeah. five years old playing, but then everyone would play like football. Football or flag football like, or like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I played basketball, so that was easy, but okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. just played basketball every recess. But, really? Yeah. You know, it's funny because no one wanted to play soccer, but I remember I, you ever played kickball? Yeah. That's like the closest, so <laughs> yeah. I would be the first <laughs> one to the ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like baseball and soccer, so that was fun. Did you find, like, when you were with your club team that you played for, did you find, like, the. Like, I mean, it's, it's, you don't want to brag, but, like, were you a little bit better yeah, than everybody yeah, else? Yeah, of course. So mm-hmm. that comes with the fact that, you know, down in Colombia, since you're doing it every day and you're playing a lot of older guys, you know, yeah. my brother's older, his friends were older, and my cousins were older, because you're playing that, um, a lot of better people, you know, obviously, when you do come to the States, yeah, you see, when you, you know, here is very big that you play your age, mm-hmm. unless you want to play up, but if you go down to your age, if you come from that environment, yeah, you're... You feel, you know, you're you're a lot better. Yeah, and were because you're a center mid. You play center yeah, mid, yeah. defensive center mid, and some attacking center mid. Yeah, too. yeah. Um, were you always a center mid? Always, always a center mid. Yeah, yeah. I've always been. You know, I've really haven't had another another position there, uh-huh. so that's good. Yeah. Ever since a young age, I've kind of established in one position. What about what, what was your what did your brother and your dad play? Uh, so my brother was a left back. Uh-huh. Um, and my brother is also a left-footed, but my brother was a center mid. Okay. So my brother played for uh, New York Cosmos for in, in the NASL for two years, and he was playing left-back, center mid. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Like, I feel like, because I'm playing right back, right. Yeah, but yeah. like if I'm going to have my kid, I want to push him like center, center mid. Center mid? Because okay. you have so many touches Touch on the ball, yeah, especially yeah. the youth level. Yeah, yeah. And then you can maybe find your position definitely, when you grow definitely, up. But like, definitely, definitely. Center mid, you're always, always touching, touching, growing yeah. vision. To, I mean, yeah. Awesome. It, it's a good position, but you know, for me, uh, you know, when I, you know, I always joke that obviously I'm, I'm not very fast or, or strong. That's just you know the the way you're built, and um, so I had to just pick a position also where it suits me because if you you know even then I wasn't very fast, um, mm-hmm. but not that I, I don't you know I'm like decent. But if you pick a, a position where just physically you can't do it, you're, yeah. you know you get kind of get exposed. Like if I was to play a wing or yeah. trying to defend, you just get exposed. So you, I, I think as you grow up, you kind of establish yourself. As younger, I used to play like almost as an offensive mid and even attack more. But as you kind of get into the college or the pros, you start seeing, well, maybe I'm not, you know. Yeah. So maybe you start coming down a little bit. 
Yeah, exactly. That's, to a position, yeah. Because yeah. I was like right winger and even okay. like some even forward sometimes. Like in college, oh, wow. I played forward. Really? Yeah. Forward? Yeah. Really? And I was like, but all the goals I scored were like <laughs> headers and tapis and stuff. That's I wasn't I wasn't shooting from long range. And then so it was like, and when I would take people on, it was the same way I take people on now. Just like okay. faint and then just sprint. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, maybe, you know, let's move back, back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. You yeah. start really high. That's what happened to me. I was like really number 10 and I was just going high. And then as, you know, come to pro level, you start, okay, you kind of find your way, you yeah. know, what, what suits you better. And the same thing, like, I was, like, always, like, faster and, like, athletic. So I was like, oh, let's put him on the wing the or, like, yeah. a, the right back where he can bomb forward. Wow, or something. Yeah, yeah, so that's good. That's it's good. the same thing. Like, you kind of naturally find that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And but, it's smart to find that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so you're you're playing now with your team. Did you play any other sports growing up? Uh, no, growing up, I, there wasn't any other sports. Yeah, yeah. just soccer. Just and then soccer, yeah. did, did you do any extra training with your dad and your uh, brother? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, that helps too that, you know, my dad, I always said, you know, he's like uh, addicted to soccer, you know. Um, yeah. So am I, you know, for me, soccer is like number one thing. Um, Yeah, you, you know, you always play with them, with your uncles, your cousins, uh, you know, uh, Spanish families. You know, we have usually we have a big family. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they all. The good thing is they all play soccer, so it was it was easy for me. Always doing extra training. Um, since they, he, my dad played professional, he kind of knew, you know, what are you know good things to kind of work on. So that helped mm-hmm. me a lot. Yeah. That's cool. And then, um, so you're you're grown up like from eight all the way up until like high school level, mm-hmm. and just continuing just to do the nor every year, just playing and yeah, anything for sure. Pop out anything crazy or is it just like just kind of like standard every year training and playing? Um, yeah, I think it was very standard. I think uh, you know, come come um, you know, I got here in ninety nine. I, I think yeah, it was ninety nine, and I just remember coming here and soccer was big and but I just remember we didn't practice enough. Sometimes it would be one time a week, two times a week, and it was travel soccer. Um, I think um, as the years kind of went by, you it was it got even better. More teams came in, uh, more kids started to play soccer. So you kind of, uh, what, stand, what was standing out for me was you were getting a lot more training. Three mm-hmm. times, maybe four times a week, you start, you know, going uh, with your team and training, more games, more tournaments to go to. So as the years progress, I think, that helped me a lot because back I think from like eight to like twelve, it, you know, it's very basic. It was two two times a week you played, and some sometimes you uh, you had a game on the weekend, but it, a lot of months will go by and you know maybe no games or maybe no friendlies. So that yeah. kind of stood out for me as the and year that progresses. Makes sense. So yeah. like it's just like your weekly hours that you're putting in like yeah. increased every uh, year. Yeah, so that kind of stood out and that helped me a lot. Uh-huh. That definitely helped me a lot, yeah. And then how was high school? Like, were you a standout uh, in high school and everything? Well, so f- for my high school soccer back then, I I, um, I used to be, I don't know if you guys remember the ODP, like yeah. the, the ODP. So I, 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 coming high school, I really got into the ODP thing. So I only played like a year and a half. I think I played, no, two years I played for high school and the other two I didn't. My mm-hmm. freshman, sophomore year, Back then, with the ODP um, uh, development program, they used to have like the region teams and all that stuff. So we, they didn't kind of let us play too much in high school, and we had a lot of tournaments with them. And so, yeah, you just didn't have time to, to play in high school. Uh-huh. So my freshman year, I did play in a little bit of my sophomore year. Okay, so then it was just like ODP, then so like that's a really serious level. Yeah, yeah. Cause that, especially back then, that was like yeah, that was the, like the what main. the goal was to play yeah, for. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. So it was good that I was able to you know to get in in that process and yeah, so yeah and and um, it was just club with them and you know your tournaments or your club team and your you know your games and then even you had to sometimes skip those because with with the region team uh, 
it was it got serious sometimes you had trips in like brazil or argentina or mm-hmm. you had a lot of tournaments in inside the u.s so yeah you stayed busy yeah, yeah i bet just constant something. yeah yeah constant yeah something to do so it was good it was good and then what was uh what did you do after high school so after high school i went to college to florida golf coast mm-hmm. um which is in naples in four Myers, florida they're D- D- division one school and I played there for two years, um, and it was good. It was good. I, 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 you know, what I could, you know, I tried to enjoy it. It was a little different for me, um, I, what I thought the college level was going to be, but mm-hmm. I tried to make the most of it. And, yeah, my dream was always to play pro. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I kind of just, you know, I, I had the opportunity back then to um, try out for a professional team down in Columbia, so I just was like, you know what, I just made the decision to just drop out, you know. Yeah. I did it on my own to just leave, leave college. I feel like that, like, American college, especially, like, even years ago, like, mm-hmm. some players, like, you either, like, are a college player right. or you're, oh, like, you're not, not, you know? Yeah, and, like, yeah. I, I saw that all the time. Like, people were amazing players, but they just didn't, like, fit in the, in system, the system or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they're, like, uh, and they're, like, weren't getting time, but I'm looking, I'm, like, this guy's sick. Yeah. And then they either leave, like, what you did and, yeah, and, yeah. and go play pro or they kind of, like, fizzle out, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's what, kind of what I didn't want because I had, um, uh, you know, it, it Growing up, Miami is a lot of good players, a yeah. lot of good players, and um, you know, you, a lot of Spanish players, a lot of Spanish play, uh, people in South Florida. So um, you kind of know everybody and stuff. And I had a, lo- a lot of the older group um, of players that I know, maybe my brother's age or even my brother, you know, because he went to college, uh, you know, before me. Mm-hmm. So I I saw that a lot. You know, I saw it on players that were so good, and either the system helped them, or they got into college and just didn't work. Like you're saying, maybe the style didn't, you know, wasn't the same, and I didn't want that for me. So that's one of the big decisions why I dropped out. You know, yeah. um, my coach didn't want uh, me to leave. You know, college was was good, but I was just like, you know, I don't want to be that player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I felt like for me, it was like I fit perfectly into the system, mm-hmm. but then like I kind of like realized quickly, it's like, well, I'm like, I can play well and I was getting a lot of games but like yeah. I wasn't like learning and developing technically exactly. tactically yeah yeah and then so but like luckily I like recognized that and did extra work and like saw okay. like extra trainers and but even then after four years there and still doing extra work like when I when I trial with Sacramento Republic I was like wow I'm not like technically at the level and really? everyone was like calm down like Matt like you're sprinting all over here you're yeah, just like yeah, you come in there. just at, it's just slow down and let's <laughs> okay. play you know that's funny and so that's like funny. I was like the opposite almost really? where I had like college was really good but it, I did have that transition because I was there for four years you know gotcha gotcha so yeah. you did the four but then it was good you realized though yeah, like yeah. mentally yeah, a lot of a lot of players and a lot of good players don't realize that and they just you know they go yeah. through the system and. Yeah. Yeah, I felt that I, you know, when I was there, even the first day, I, I remember I, uh, you know, for me it's always been soccer, and thank God, you know, with my with my dad, he's always put like a good, you know, if you want to play professionally, you have to have some type of mindset. The first thing I I noticed in college, college has uh, good players all around, mm-hmm. um, and the first thing I noticed was just the mental aspect of a lot of the guys, you know, for them, you know, just get into college, you know. Uh, you know your college you're free you know obviously with the, the, the parties that come with it and just the the luxury of just like being on your own you know mm-hmm. um, they were looking for they were you know looking forward more for that rather than they kind of put put soccer like maybe second or third because then school came and um, yeah that I just told myself that wasn't for me I, I wanted to come in and I was like okay this is cool but I'm coming in you know I, I think thank God I got a full ride there mm-hmm. and uh, for me it was like okay it was soccer first but in college, it's not that, you know, it's school first. Yeah. And then maybe soccer, but a lot of guys, um, or just the system just kind of puts, you know, 
the 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 party you know the party yeah. life of whatever is to the side so that's the first thing i, I kind of noticed yeah yeah you can see that exactly that that's that's yeah. a really good way of putting it yeah yeah did they did florida florida gulf coast did they recruit you from like odp or yeah yeah so they did so they did um i had i i had a lot of um good 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 schools come around but that was like the one i kind of saw that best kind of fit me and the, mm-hmm. the coach wanted to play kind of my system and and so yeah, they they recruited me from you know my club and and um, ODP and all that and um, yeah, it was good. I they're they're a good school. They're they're a good program for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, is is that like school? Is it close to Fort Lauderdale? No, it's, yeah. So it's like an hour and a half. It's okay, like on okay. the other side of, of Florida. Okay. Um, it's like by the Gulf of, 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 of the other. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> by Gulf Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah Gulf Coast and yeah. So yeah, yeah but it, okay. but it's good. Yeah, yeah. But still, they're like in the same general. Like, yeah, for sure. Florida. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, I see. Um, and then where'd your where'd your brother go? So my brother went to Nova Southeastern, which is in Florida, Florida, okay. Florida. Yeah. And how did was he there all four years? Yeah, he was there all four years. Mm-hmm. Did, and did you think you still had that same kind of like thought about college soccer that, that you um, did? Yeah, he did. My brother, yeah, same same way. Um, he he had that, but you know, he kind of, you know, uh, he kind of ride it out, you know, and he wanted to do his four years. And I think from looking at him and the the things he did, like the good things and the bad things that he had to go through, because um, you know, soccer wise now speaking, soccer wise is completely different, you know, than what you're used to or what mm. you think. Um, and then um, yeah, so kind of seeing that also, I used to go a lot when I was still in high school. I used to go to a lot of his games because it was so close. So I kind of saw the level, and I was like, oh, you know, uh, not that the level was good or bad. It was just the soccer that they were playing, or yeah. you know, the system also that you have. Because you know, what killed me, I think, in college as well is the you know the limited time of that you spend for soccer. You know, you have so these worst. rules, yeah, and so you know you don't you know you don't get. Uh, I, I kind of analyzed all that, and I was like, no, this this is not for me. You Because know? what is it in the winter? How many hours do you get yeah, per week? It's I, like I forget. four yeah. or something? It, it, yeah, I think it was something ridiculous. Yeah. And then with the ball, it's like you can get some hours like in the gym. and mm-hmm. On the track, like running? Yeah, and yeah then that's limited I, of time. And so one thing for me that – so in the summers, I used to go a lot down to the Argentina. Mm-hmm. Um, every every summer, I, I had a connection down in Estudiantes in Argentina. So for three straight summers, I would go um, – and that's the top club in Argentina. So yeah. and I would train and sleep, you know, in in the dorms there with the with the players there. So you know, you kind of go from those systems, and all of a sudden, uh, and for them, it's soccer. You know, it's those kids are fourteen, fifteen already professional. Uh, just n- not just you know, as a full on, but in their mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, even from ten years old, they, and then so going from that, and then coming back to the states, and you know, having to experience that, you're just like, wow, well, it's a big contrast. Yeah, it yeah. is, it is, it is. So you analyze all that, and you're like, all right, well, you make your own decisions. It's a long shot, but if you want to go play pro, yeah, you gotta. If it's dropping out of college, you know, not that I, you kind of recommend that to yeah. everybody, you know, but if you, you gotta kind of like evaluate your situation. What you, yeah. Exactly, exactly. What yeah. it is you want. That's sick. That you gotta go to Argentina for yeah, three yeah. summers. Though. Yeah, for sure, for That's sure. So. Awesome. And, did, and like you said, so the. What besides like the mindset and just like the how seriously they took it, like um, did you just notice like the way they played and the technical aspect yeah. of it? Was... Yeah, yeah, it was a lot more. Effect- well, you know, I think you know Argentina and Brazil uh, are the you know, countries that uh, export the most amount of your players. Yeah, you know? it, it, yeah, the addiction for soccer there it's you know on unreal, and so I think all that plays the part. I think one of the things I saw too uh, is just the hours that they put on it you know they put into soccer um the kids like i said you know at 10 11 years old 
these kids are training in the morning and afternoon. A lot of them go to school at night. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, I've seen a lot of kids here that are more talented and maybe faster, stronger, but the kid down there is training every single day. I think, you know, back then I did a kind of like a study with one of the, well, a coach kind of showed me that study. He came from Spain. That's kind of different, but he was explaining to me how, you know, a youth level player there, it's, uh, you know, at 14, 13 years of age, is playing 60 to 70 games a, a year there. Mm-hmm. And, wow, back, yeah. and back here when we were playing, if we got 20, yeah. it's a lot. So yeah. you start seeing the difference. You could be a lot better than a player. You're more talented. Maybe you're faster, stronger. But this kid is training four or five times a week. And that's, that's, that was just games. Now we're talking about training. If you play two times with your club, that's good. But if you have another kid that's training four times a week or five times a week, after a month, you know, you just add that up. And then add it in a year. And then yeah. now add it in two, three years. Year that kid's going to be year, yeah. yeah kid's exactly. going to be flying, yeah. I know. I look back, like, because I, no, I did not come from a soccer family. My dad didn't yeah. even know. But when he was teaching me how to kick a ball, yeah, yeah. he'd like look up in like books about how to teach how to yeah. somebody to kick a ball. Yeah. So like I, we knew nothing, and so I thought you know two times a week, whatever, go yeah. and like I loved it, but like st- like I I yeah, just had I was clu- looking back, I was clueless. My whole family was clueless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 crazy. I wish I would have seen like even just been able to go to that that training like in Argentina yeah. and just watch for a oh, week. Yeah. You know, like oh, I'd, I'd wow. been like, wow, I am doing nothing. Yeah, it's a. And, you know, it's funny now with that, like, so back then when I was growing up, I played in a club uh, called Boca Juniors. Mm-hmm. Uh, back, uh, the, the the founder that passed away, um, he, his, he, he is now the club is called Schultz Academy. I still is run, but that club actually, uh, that's where Josemir Altidore came out of. Okay. So we, youth youth club, we played club with him, you know. Back then he was that big already, you know, he was, he was a great player. But the difference with that guy, he was an Austrian, Austrian guy, but... Every youth youth club, um, I went there when I was 13 years old, 13, mm-hmm. 13 to 15 years old. But that guy took Josemir over when, Jos- you know, he kind of, um, that's where, where Josemir grew up. Like, that was kind of his soccer father. And he got him when he was nine years old. But that's the only guy in South Florida that we, we trained five times a week or four, uh-huh. four or five times a week. So back then we would, he, you know, back then we used to be like state champs, maybe national champs. But it was because... He trained the whole week. He kind of brought that European or mm-hmm. South American mentality, and that was it. We were literally we trained Monday through Thursday. There was no question that you trained. When other clubs had two training sessions uh, a week, yeah. So that's that was the whole difference. And obviously, you saw, you know, what what that guy, what Josemi, you know, his career has done. But yeah, yeah. it's like it's just like the you heard of like the ten thousand hour rule. Uh, no, no. It's like a, it's like the they. Some guy took like the average amount of hours it took for like someone to become like a, a master of their craft or a okay. professional. Yeah, yeah. And it was like averaged out to like it's typically like ten thousand hours. Wow. So like the people that reach the ten thousand hours earliest in life typically had like the best yeah. careers Career, on yeah. average. You it know? Makes sense. Definitely and then like people sense. that hit the ten thousand hours later were amateurs or semi pros mm. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they did it. It's crazy. It's really wow. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's and that's crazy. exactly what you're saying. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's that. It's that. Uh, it's that. Uh, it, that hours that you put in it, you know, I'll go down to Argentina and I will see, you know, you, cause, cause you're with, in with these kids day in, day out. You make great friends and you're seeing, what, but I have a better technique than this guy. Maybe I have a better shot or my vision's better than this kid. But then I would look back, I'm like, wow. But And it was because of that. I'm like, well, yeah, they're training every single day and you're not, you know. Mm-hmm. They're at this level every single day. And that makes that makes a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so after so talk about like when you were, when you decided to drop out of college yeah and after your second year 
were you like thinking about you were thinking about doing that for a while or was that just like a gut decision at the time or well at, after my first year I, I already knew like halfway through the season I was like no nah, this is not for me mm-hmm. you know and I you know I did my uh, you know my studying was you know uh, I did it to part you know I got my grades and but I, it wasn't the school that you know the academic that I couldn't do it was the soccer part so I kind of knew halfway through you know I talked to my parents and obviously you know my mom my dad wanted me to pursue it and you know obviously mothers usually you know yeah. tend to, and um yeah but i talked it out and after my second year i just had enough and i i said you know what um i'm gonna take that risk because then you're risking okay if you want to go pro you wait the four years and hope you you know if you if you do some if you do pretty much decent maybe you can get in the draft or something but that's a long shot and yeah. that you have to i think your school has to be you know a bit of a bigger school and mm-hmm. I just yeah I just saw it too far and I was like you know what let me just go in and take this chance yeah um and were you nervous at all or? yeah I was ner- uh yeah I was nervous I was a, I was a bit nervous um not that like I wouldn't make it I was just no- most nervous at like dang you know you're gonna kind of um you kind of maybe you don't want to do something that you regret you know yeah um, yeah yeah and yeah, so that was kind of my nervous, but I just always knew. I think the love and the passion for the sport kind of always took over. You know? mm-hmm. So I did. I dropped out. But, oh, as well. But I did. I did. I did after my senior season. So I only really had like I, I needed one or like two more semesters. So okay. I was right there yeah. finishing it. Like and you're in the finish line. And everybody like, and my my parents were pretty supportive, but everybody was like, "What are you doing? doing like, yeah, yeah. Like you're, you're well, usually your there. parents. Yeah, yeah. Usually your parents are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you look at it, you're like, "Well, the finish line's right there. You might exactly. Well, did you finish online or no? I saw finish. Well, yeah. well, it's easy. I see. I look at it that twin. I was like, well, if you look at it the positive way, you already. I already have two years. So if yeah. I ever want to go back, you have two more years. Right? Exactly. Well, at yeah. least. So same for you. It's a little finish that. Yeah. It's not even a year for me. It's just boom. Boom right yeah. there. Yeah. It's it's a little, a, yeah. All done. Little semester for sure. Mm-hmm. But it, it is. It's like kind of like because people probably did anybody say like oh you shouldn't drop out. Or? Oh, every single person yeah, yeah, except yeah. my mom and dad. Well, even my mom, you know, for her. But yeah, I think parents want you to be happy and whatever makes you happy. They want to support uh, support you. And I had the support of like my brother too. You know, my brother was he was still in college, and um, yeah, every everybody, even your friends, uh, yeah. even close family members, they're like, what are you doing? You know, yeah, especially back then. You know, it's not a lot of professional teams back. Yeah, exactly. Like Not States. like the USL is. No, yeah, no, yeah. It wasn't. Not at of, all. Yeah. Not at all. Um, and then, so what'd you do? You dropped out, and then and where'd you go? So I dropped out. And I had. I I kind of had. You know, because I have a lot of family in Colombia still. I kind of had a family member that had a connection in, in a team in a professional team in in Colombia. So I in the city in, in Bogota. There's three. Well, there's more than three professional teams, but the first division there's three, and. There's a connection that he had in a team called La Equidad, um in Colombia. And so I just went for that. And it was a big shock. It was a big shock because then again, you know, uh, I'm not blaming it on, on college or nothing at all. It's just the system where we were at. You know, it's it wasn't it's not a professional environment. You know, I don't think colleges, most colleges were professional environments soccer wise. Mm-hmm. Um for whatever they're feeding you, the way you're training, the way you're doing, you're lifting and all that, you know, that's probably a different topic. But for me, it just, I saw the shock, you know, I, and so I, when I went down to Columbia, I was like, you know, I was uh, 20 years old and we're 19 years old. And yeah, when I got there, I'm like, you know, you have your head on like, okay, I want to be professional and stuff like that. I knew I had to go to the trial system 
so mentally I was just always prepared for that. But when I did go, you just see the difference, difference of pace, the difference of, you know, everything soccer wise. So I just knew I had a lot, you know, I didn't make it for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, at first with the professional team, I made it with like the reserves under 23s. And yeah, it was, it was, it was hard, but it's a good, good learning experience for sure. Yeah. And I think, I feel like I'm trying to think if I've gone through all the people I've talked to. I don't think there's anybody that said like, their first trial wasn't like somewhat of a shock, you know, like yeah, the speed yeah. of play, anything. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it is, it's like a oh, it's professional, it's the yeah, professional level. Yeah. So it's it's definitely faster than I feel like any, even college or not, like if you're coming from any other semi-pro or lower oh, division, yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely a shock. Well, well, and I think for me, the most shocking was, um, so see, in America, we run a lot. They're just yeah. That's just the system. In America, we do run a lot, you know, because of football and basketball. And however, you know, the sports are here, the physical aspect isn't so different. So the the, the thing I always take from college was that physically you, you kind of learn yourself without like, well, I didn't even know I could lift that much. Yeah. Right? I didn't even think, you know, they kind of make you run through your puke. <laughs> and so it was like, wow. But when I went to the other countries or down to Colombia or maybe it was Argentina, it wasn't that was in the shock. The shock was the soccer part, like the speed of play with the ball. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of people mis, misunderstand, like when you talk about speed of play, they're thinking like, oh, these people are stronger and faster than they're not. A lot of people in college were a lot faster and a lot stronger. Mm -hmm. It's just the speed of play in, in, in the professional environment is completely different. Yeah. The way the ball moves, the mentality, you know, you have two, three seconds on the ball, you got to let it go. It's that I think was the difference. So that was the, the shock for me. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was that's why it had such a shock in Sacramento. Mm -hmm. Was that is it was always like Preki, like his European yeah, yeah. Serbian the, the, coach. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And so it was like always, Matt, release it, release it, like one of faster it? touches. <laughs> and I was like, and I'm looking at like all the same thing, exact, literally yeah, exact same. Yeah, what yeah. you said, faster touches, Touch but it. like slow down body but, wise, but move and think faster. Exactly, that's good, that's good. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, we all go through that. So yeah, definitely a good, good experience. Yeah, and then so did you stay in Colombia after that? So yeah, I stayed in Colombia for like a year and a half, um, mm -hmm. with with. Um, with that u23 and it was very hard it was very difficult i had a difficult time just adjusting you know even though even though i was colombian um i had a lot of family there wasn't easy wasn't easy you know different culture um even though i knew the language you know so now i give a lot of credit to the guys that go to like these foreign countries where you don't even know the language and all that stuff because i had it and it, i was still um kind of i wouldn't say struggling but it just wasn't in me it wasn't uh easy you know it, America, you kind of, even college, you know, in college, they treat you really well. You know, mm -hmm. college, you have everything, um, not just with the cleats, with, you know, just the system has, you know, there's a lot of money. That yeah. Back when you go to these places, you know, it's not like that. So, mm -hmm. you know, for me, a gym and that we had in college was amazing, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Then you go, then you go to these gyms and you're like, oh, wow, <laughs> these kids are doing weights with something that you're like, wow, it's crazy yeah, here. Yeah. But so, yeah. And then, yeah, after that, uh. After a year and a half, I didn't break into the first team. So, yeah, I kind of knew. I was like, you know what? I, I want to go back to the States. And then now in the States, there was more leagues starting. Yeah. Uh, the USL, like, way before had started where Miami FC had a USL club mm -hmm. uh, back in, like, 2007 or 2006 it started. Uh, I don't know if you know the forward Romario, the Brazilian mm -hmm. forward. He went to play at that it was like USL oh, really? when they first started it was like when the Atlanta Silverbacks were yeah, like yeah. it was when the USL first started uh -huh. and so they were there and then I found out that they were having a, a professional you know 
a new professional league. So I was like, you know what, it's kind of time to go back to the States. Mm -hmm. So that, that was that 2007 or was that, what year was that when you uh, went back? I went back. In, no, no, no. That the that team started like 2007. I'm not really okay, sure. It was yeah. like 2007. 2000, no, I went back in 2000. So I dropped out of school in 2010, uh -huh. and I went. I went back in 2000. At the end of 2011, started 2012. Okay, I was gonna say that. I was like, yeah. I don't think you're that old. Like no. going back already. Oh in yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven. Yeah. yeah, no. I know the USL started. So I think when the I'm not sure. I have to look up. But when the USL started, it had like a lot of teams going in the league, teams dropping out of the league. Yeah. It was when it first started. Yeah, the, and the then like the, it, like the quality too is just like wasn't anywhere where it's at today. Oh you know? no, absolutely so, not. So yeah. even like when I was really looked at it when I was like 2014, still mm -hmm. from 2014 to oh, like to today, now, yeah, those last five years. Oh, definitely crazy. Oh, yeah. definitely, definitely. Well, yeah, and I saw that too because like I told you, so uh, when we will play the USL teams in in preseason, when you know I started with the strikers, but the uh -huh. NASL, yeah. Uh, when we started with the USL teams, yeah, it wasn't like that. And then as the years got, you know, went by, this US, the USL league started to really, mm. quality started to go up a lot. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I see. So so you came back around like 2011? Yeah, so I came, yeah, so I came back at the 2011. And mm -hmm. then in 2011, actually, so the USL has started. Mm -hmm. But then I, I also saw back home that the NASL started, mm -hmm. the North American Soccer League. And for a lot of the strikers, exactly where I live, like so, they used to play at Lockhart Stadium, which used to be the home for the Miami Fusions. That they were in MLS. Mm -hmm. um, they were they started there in 2011, which that's the year the league started, and I that's where I grew up. That's for Florida, Florida. You know, I went to school um, two blocks from there. My middle school and high school games sometimes used to be there. That's actually where Beckham is building the stadium now. Okay. Yeah, that's where. He's doing. He has to build a stadium in, for like two years until mm -hmm. he gets his own stadium in Miami. They they took out Lockhart, the old stadium, and they're building it there now. So okay. the MLS and the inner Miami is gonna play there this season. Mm -hmm. So um, they started uh, there, and I was like, well, that's home. So I didn't have the good connections because I was gone for like two three years um, with college and all that. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go back, and if I have to do an open trial, I'll do it. And yeah, that's what I went back, and that's what I did. Oh, you did an open trial? I did. I didn't do an open trial. I got invited. I knew somebody uh -huh. that kind of knew me enough there, and he actually in come for the 2012 season. Um, I I went to preseason with the team, but I didn't make it then. They had mm -hmm. too many midfields at the time, and um, it's been in my position. But what helped me was that I was a local guy, and for me it was easy because my parents, like I told you, I grew up there. My parents live. Uh, five six blocks from the stadium <laughs> mm -hmm. and yeah I was what I did was I was just a training player I I was just like he told me how to make it so I he was like you know I'll be interested but you know I don't have space you know I don't uh, but and I was like you know what is it okay if I just train with you guys and you know if it ever opens up I'll I'll, I'll, I'll you know if, if you see that I'm I'm able to sign just sign me so I spent almost seven months just training with the team mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's fine because that's how I broke into, into with Sacramento. Really, just nine months, like nine just months train just with training them, yeah. with them. Oh, but and and but so but you were like in Sacramento, like you have family and stuff. Well, there. I was because UC Davis, the school I went to, okay. is fifteen minutes from Sacramento. Oh wow! So so, so I literally was just like lived in my college place there, and I actually did like summer school and like kind of reentered school for a little bit. But yeah, it was 
I just oh, really? drove 15 minutes into Sacramento, trained with the team, drive back into Davis. Yeah, that's crazy. But, yeah, that's I did awesome. the same thing. Really, but, uh, that's, same, yeah, that's same thing. I did the two week trial, and Preki mm-hmm. was like, "I like you. I already have two right backs, you know." Mm-hmm. And I did the same thing. Well, I, you know, I'm gonna be here. I was gonna just be training Sac and uh, Davis. Can I just come train until I figure out the next step? Yeah. And it kind of just turned into kind of stay here for the rest of the season. And, yeah. So you kind of like yeah you kind of like uh, like it's not like you. Um, you, you were you were, like for me i was like i don't want to at first i told him like i don't want to bother you too much but you know you always need players for training yeah and yeah so, so it's kind of like that way too you know i'm like i want to help you out too you know mm-hmm. but you're also helping yourself out like you know i want this <laughs> exactly out yeah it's kind of like that yeah yeah because yeah. yeah, i literally i was like hey I, if you want me to take the third string goalkeeper and get Go, shots over yeah. here i'll do that you know that's awesome i'll stay yeah. on the sideline but did you did you find like that those seven months it was like tough being the training player or um did you love it or what I looking back now, I, I I think you know, and a lot of the players that we're playing uh, now, uh, they were at that squad um, there, and they made it easy for me. Like I don't know, like Pekka from San Antonio, mm-hmm. uh, the U.S. Uh, from San Antonio uh, FC, uh, Restrepo as well. He was at that team, Lance, uh, which is another uh, the left back for the first San Antonio. So it was three players from there. There's a couple more in the league that were there at that time, and they made it really easy. Uh-huh. And I was local, and you know, for you also, I think it depends a lot on the person. But I never made it feel like you know, I I just I always kind of respect it. You know, respect anyone. I made sure I didn't fight with anybody. Yeah, yeah, I made yeah, sure yeah. I didn't have no attitude. Whatever they, so that kind of helped me as a professional player. Mm-hmm. And it and then it it wasn't at first. It feels weird because you kind of feel like the outsider. Yeah. But I think if you're smart enough and you know, you know, what place you, you hold in your team mm-hmm. or in the team and with the coach as well and the coaching staff. So I kind of took it into my advantage and I kind of made them like me. Um, and yeah. so it was, e- it was a lot easier as the, as the weeks went by. Yeah, I think that's what you said about like not like, like being respectful mm-hmm. as, the, as, the, as the training like player because you, yeah. you don't want to be getting fights yelling at people oh, and, or no, just no. be especially because a younger guy there's guys with more experience so, yeah yeah but you have to like flirt that line of like being respectful but also be like hey i can play I, I oh can yeah yeah guys, exactly you know? yeah there's yeah. a fine line there you also don't want to be like that player that they either pick last or exactly and you know yeah. you also want to show your worth so yeah it's definitely knowing that place and yeah yeah you know back then you probably know it too but we were paying for contracts so you know, in mm-hmm. like kind of on the low, you're playing for this contract, even though you're like a training player. But any time, like you know, if you have a good two, three days, you know, that kind of takes over, and the coach yeah. might say, you know what, I, I need this player, and that's kind of, I'm pretty sure that's what happened to you. And ironically, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the same thing that, that happened to yeah, me. Yeah, actually, in in June, so like halfway through the season, the assistant coach pulled me over and was yeah. like, look, if it comes down to it, Emmer Clemente was the right back. Okay. Um, and they were like, if he, you know, if for whatever reason goes down or we lose him, <coughs> like you would probably we'd sign you as the first string. Wow. So it was like, I like exactly that. I came in as like the third string, worked my way into the second string. And then like, I mean, fortunately for Emmer, like nothing happened. He had a great yeah. season. But, you know, I was just always ready to, to that's do awesome. that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. So you kind of fought through it. And yeah. that's, that's a great, yeah. And that's a good mindset. Now, you know, I think... I don't know. I'm pretty sure, you know, as you grew up and I think your parents or, or especially your family that kind of helped you. But I don't think a lot of players um, have that mindset, you know, to go through that. You know, all, mm-hmm. all, all, also, it's not easy. It's not easy being a training player. No, You're also yeah. not getting paid, yeah. you know, <laughs> so you have to find your way. Yeah, with family helps and all that. But, you know, you still had you kind of pull your own weight and mm-hmm. there's stuff you have to do on the side. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of players don't have that mindset. Um 
and yeah, you know, it's a good thing that you know we kind of did, and you kind of stuck it even for nine months. For me, it was the same thing. Halfway through the season, they pulled me over as well, and they're like, "Look, we're really looking to sign you and stuff." But fortunately, none of the midfields got injured. Midfields were good at the time, mm-hmm. and they end up signing uh, a player that left Dallas at the time, mm-hmm. uh, FC Dallas, and he came and signed. Because they had told me they were like three, four months into it. I was doing really good. And they were like, oh, you know, we're going to sign you in June. And then all of a sudden he needed a defender. That defender was available from Dallas. And mm-hmm. they took him. So I stayed the whole year training. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that's it's a really smart move. Like, Obviously you can't do it for years and years no, and years. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Come no, on, so like, especially to break into a league oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And then so the next season, did they, they sign you? Yeah, yeah. So at the end of the, yeah. So I signed for the 2013 season mm-hmm. with the club. Um you know, come the come the season end, the coach pulled me to the side, and you know, you know, I have your contract ready, and you know, I was really happy. So it was kind of like a tryout for you know a whole season. So yeah, and yeah, in 2013 I started, and it was good. It was good, and so um, kind of really picked up. You know, a um, lot of good players, a um, mm-hmm. lot of older players, which you kind of learn from. So yeah. that that was a good thing. And then, so was that like your first pro contract, or did you consider it in Colombia? Like uh, no, I think in Colombia you kind of consider it as a, you know. But it, to be honest, it's like a semi-pro because yeah. you're, you're signed to, you know, you're playing the reserve league, which there that's kind of considered pro. But you know, it's I, yeah. I feel like it wasn't a you're, full on. You're still living the pro lifestyle. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a pro lifestyle. But I think uh, you know, you're in the reserve team. You know, it's still youth. So yeah. I felt it very youth. It wasn't, you know, you're not playing in like stadiums. Mm-hmm. You're not. Yeah, so I think, yeah, for a lot of those strikers, for sure, was my first. Even though I was in the environment, I think, yeah, not come any. So that was the first pro pro how, contract. How did it feel to get that first contract finally and then just put pen to paper? Oh, that was awesome. You know, I think <laughs> looking back at it, you know, you you look at and, you know, you could just finally call yourself a pro. It was wonderful. And that's something you've been trying to, you know, you dream of your whole life, whether it be, I think, I mean, I don't know how it is. It, reality, I've never signed with, like, a top European club. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just to say you're a pro, it's just you're a pro. So I think that feeling, you know, no one takes that away from you. You know, you worked hard regardless at the level that you get into, you know. Mm-hmm. Saying you're going to get paid to play soccer, it's uh, in that way, you know. Not for the money, but you know what I mean. Like, that you're living that you're living exactly, off soccer. Yeah. So it's it was, a, it was a great feeling. And like you said, like, even the start of this, that was, like, your goal like from like the youngest yeah possible exactly age yeah exactly so exactly that's, that's pretty cool and at the time too um uh, some of the team like uh for me it wasn't easy and uh, like you know i have a lot of ex-teammates from the region team that they just either went first on like mls draft or they even before college they went pro um so i had a lot of friends that are already pro and mm-hmm. so you're just like wow you know you know He's, you know, he's my friend or ex-teammate, and, you know, we used to room together. We used to talk about this all the time, and he's there already. Mm-hmm. They're playing in maybe MLS or some went to Europe, and you're just like, wow. And then you're not, you know, you're still kind of finding yeah. your way. So to kind of find, sign that first contract, you're just like, oh, wow, well, you know. I feel like you've broken through and, like, yeah. joined them. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. You kind of join yeah. them. Because, you know, I've never been, like, the jealous type, but it was always, like, a, I guess I wouldn't say jealousy, but it was always, like, this... Uh, 
I guess like this healthy yeah, jealousy yeah. where you're. There like, needs to be wow. a word for that, like a healthy jealousy. Yeah, yeah. it's like you're happy I mean? for them. You're stoked, but like you're like I want, I want to do that too. Yeah, yeah. I want to have like that feeling, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah I yeah. feel like jealousy is like when you're like I want them to fail. Fail. Yeah, yeah. yeah but which is just, never the case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. There no, needs definitely. to be. There. <laughs> Somebody's gonna invent a word for that. Right? Yeah, for sure. I don't have. We'll have to look at the dictionary. I don't have. I don't have that word. Um, and then so how? So you said the 2013 season went well. Then that was the first. Yeah. So my first, my first season did it. It went really. Well, mm-hmm. uh, I think it helped me a lot that I was, uh, I was, you know, training and like the coach knew me the whole year before that transition made it easier. At the time, there was some good, good midfielders um, in strikers. Like I said, I think NASL, it was a lot of older players, a mm-hmm. lot of older players were there, so experienced players, good players, and it was hard to break in. But once I broke in, it was good. And, you know, I remember my debut and. I think, yeah, my debut, I got an assist. We played Minnesota. I got an assist. Uh, oh. I got into Team of the Week. That That's my, my debut uh, game. So it was it was nice. It was it was mm-hmm. a good experience. But it made it all easier that I was tra- I was a training player. I kind of knew what to expect, the level to expect, uh, how games were, because I never missed a game. Mm-hmm. Even I was training, I was going to the games trying to see, you know, yeah. what's going on. And, yeah, yeah, that's so, yeah, that's so the transition from, because you were there. The yeah, before, yeah, yeah, which I'm pretty sure was the same with for you. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, well, I switched, so, yeah, but yeah, same thing pretty yeah. much. You're you already of, at the same league, same level. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and then so where'd you go? So after the 2013 season, <laughs> what, what was after that? So I, with the for a lot of strikers, I stayed from 2013 to 2016 when they folded. Okay. So I played four seasons there. Ah. Um, yeah. That's, so how how was that returning returning return each year just was a yeah. huge jump did you feel like like in yeah. terms of yourself and your play definitely definitely yeah it was a big jump I think and it helped too that over the years the NASL just started to pick up and pick yeah. up more teams pick up salaries went up the league just picked up um, it was good it was good I felt it uh, not just you know obviously you feel it like in uh, like uh, money wise but experience wise and in every aspect you just felt you know more and more as a professional and mm-hmm. professional player um stadiums are starting to get better teams are starting to get good players yeah. uh, 2014 uh marco senna joined the cosmos so yeah. that was huge for for the league and yeah league started to pick up and yeah it was well it was well when in open when open cup will come around we started playing and actually beating some mls teams so that was that was good uh-huh. um the word started to get around, you know, that the level was good. So in South Florida, um, is a lot of professional teams come to preseason. So you have teams like Boca Juniors mm-hmm. or Santos of Brazil or Flamengo Brazil, River Plate. They'll all come to South Florida because mm-hmm. of the weather, because of preseason. So you always get games against them, scrimmages sick, against yeah. them. Yeah. So then once you start, you know, since 2013, like our preseason, you know, I know it's hard for, you know, even teams like us you know we get colleges here all the stuff there you get it as well but come preseason since our preseason is in january it's also preseason for a lot of teams yeah. there so you'll play like swedish teams like malmo and stuff mm-hmm. so like my first preseason games was against malmo wow. so it's cold it's still different like playing them than a college yeah you know, nothing against the college <laughs> yeah but, but it's, it's, it is yeah. a different level yeah so that helped that helped mm-hmm. that helped tremendously so now you're comparing you know i even i remember one time we even screaming juventus uh, that they were down there so it's it's a lot of games that, and then you start like saying, "Wow, okay, well, that's not too different from yeah. me." And then you start comparing your, yourself. You could, I think as a soccer player, that's what you do, especially against better and and more established teams. And yeah, that's what started happening. So as the years went by, I, I was really, really happy. I, I it kind of everything that you 
that you worked on for and stuff, you kind of kind of was happening. Yeah, it's paying off. Yeah, yeah it definitely it definitely was paying what off. What was your favorite like preseason team or player that you do you have like one that sticks out at all? Um, as a pro wise, because I had an experience. So when I was in the Estudiantes, like my last year that I went there right before college, mm-hmm. um, this was my favorite moment. There was um, a lot of times if you were in the we were U sixteen at the time, but um, Sometimes they'll the reserve team couldn't play, uh, and the first team needed uh, some players to or a team to to scrimmage. They'll mm-hmm. pick out like good players to go play the first team. And at the time, um, I don't know if you ever heard of the player uh, Veron, the midfielder. Yeah, he played for Man United. Mm-hmm. He was really he was top midfielder at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we they called me up and they were like, "Hey, look, uh, I was doing well that week." And they're like, "Oh, look, you you got picked. You know, we're gonna go scrimmage the first team because they need a scrimmage." And I had no idea, and I didn't think he was going to play. And that actually, that year, they won the Copa Libertadores. He just returned from Inter, Inter Milan, in, oh. in Italy. And, uh, yeah, and it was it, it all happened so fast. And he has always been my idol. And then I, I played against him, and I was like, wow. Like, this, for me, you know, he, he was always a top midfielder. And there I kind of learned, like, what soccer was about. Like, this guy was slow. He was very slow. Mm-hmm. He was, like, skinny. Um and I was like, well, you know, what's so different from this guy? You know, he slowly started, the game started. I couldn't get near, you can't get near him. Yeah. He played, a, I, I always say he, he didn't even play at one touch. He played at half a touch. <laughs> I it like was, that. It was insane. I was like, and there I started to realize that, that just the the technique, the mindset mm-hmm. of, a prof- of a top professional. This is the guy played for Man United, you yeah. know, played a lot of World Cups. He captained Argentina a lot. So that kind of sticks out. Um yeah, that's that was like awesome. my favorite. Yeah, that was yeah. like my favorite. And then come preseason with, with uh, with strikers, a lot of we played a lot of good teams. Like I told you, we, we we scrimmaged Juventus. Like Pogba was there. Like a lot of players were there. River Boca, um, wow. Tevez would, would be able. So a lot of players there. But um, no, for me, that was my favorite moment. But all these moments that you play against these these teams are, are good as well. Yeah, that's so that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I and I like what you said too. Like it's like you you're seeing them and like. Um, even though you're playing, you know, not at the top level in Europe, the level between it is, oh, is yeah, like yeah. it's close, and it's hard because everyone's like, "Oh yeah, sure, you're yeah, not yeah. that level." But it, honestly, it's like oh, yeah, it gets right, as yeah. you go up and up and up. The levels between the top and the next level down is like the tiny margin. Exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah and a lot of people that maybe watch it from TV are like, "That can't be," but literally, yeah, yeah. it's like that. It's like. I, it's not even a one; it's like a half, mm-hmm. and you're just like this level, and that's why I think makes it good because even players from below can go up so fast because it's so it's so little and vice versa yeah you're at the yeah. top level and there's people breathing in your back Couple and it, bad games and, and ding, 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 yeah, ding, yeah. Ding, yeah so that's that's definitely good mm-hmm. and then so after so once the once fort lauderdale uh strikers folded yeah um how was that like because um, did so, that come out of the blue or yeah so that was a big hit so that's when things started to get really really uh bad because um well i wouldn't say bad i it's all learning experience and everything, you know, that happens in life, you know, definitely mm-hmm. happens for a reason. But like I said, so from 2013 to 2016 was four seasons with the club and everything just started to become better and better. NASL started to pick up. Striker started to pick up. We actually, we had brand, we had new owners and we went to, we went to China for preseason. We, 2016, wow. China to preseason. The year before that, we went to Brazil for preseason. Um, and this wasn't even... Um, yeah, we uh, for preseason. So, and then 
we even got into um, 2016. We were in in the Florida Cup. I don't know if you ever heard of the Florida Cup, but mm-hmm. Florida Cup is like at that year it was like Bayer Leverkusen. It was like Schalke, Corinthians, Shakhtar Donetsk. So those were our preseason games <laughs> come in January. So Jeez. I remember 2016. Our, we had the fourth. We had a game in Orlando against Schalke. Uh, and that was our preseason. So you can kind of tell what level. And, you know, and to play these teams, you can't, you know, you have to have also a good team. Mm-hmm. And I think 2016, I was the only player in the team who hadn't played in a first division somewhere. We had wow. a lot of Brazilians, so everybody else had either played MLS or first division somewhere. We had uh, Cleverson at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, he played in India a lot of years. He played for Man United, and he won the World Cup. with. So we had those type of players and we had so, some very experienced players so um it got that well and yeah it, everything just folded in 2016 our team folded and the league was having problems and so yeah that was a that was a huge huge shock because mm-hmm. i actually remember seeing that like when the like the headline that popped up like yeah. Fort Lauderdale strikers yeah. folded and i was like uh-oh because you never, even I was in the U- USL at that point, mm-hmm. and like, because you just don't want to see American teams fold. Oh, it's no, not, not good. at all. Not it's less at all. jobs. It's it's everything. Yeah. yeah. Um. So what what did you do? So, 2016, um, hit, and I was I had a in 2000 that year I had signed a two year deal with the club. So 2016 and 2017. So I kind of uh, secure myself like the place I was living I had like mm-hmm. for like two years so it was uh it was shocking and then I I didn't know what to do I was in a disbelief I I really had USL didn't even cross my mind mm-hmm. um at the time and um then I went to um yeah I tried out to go to other NASL teams but uh they were all you know they were all they had players and I don't know if you know, but the NASL folded it. The whole league folded 2017. Mm-hmm. But come to, from 2016 to 2017, Tampa Bay had left. Rio in OKC had left as well. Mm-hmm. And we had left. So there was no jobs for yeah. NASL players unless yeah. you wanted to go to USL. And to be honest, like especially at that time, going from the NASL to the USL was like, it seemed like a drop down. Yeah, for us at the time, at the time, it did. It yeah. did. Yeah, not going to lie, it did. And yeah. that's what I didn't want. I didn't want, you know, even when your agent would contact some of the teams and they spoke about the salaries, you were like, yeah, there's yeah. no way. You know, you even, you know, um, it, it wasn't, you know, and it wasn't in like a cocky way that you kind of saw it. You were just, you were used to something. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you were just like, well, there's no way I'm either going to play for that or I'm going to this team. There's yeah. No way. And because I mean, like when I was in U- the USL, I was like, I want to get a couple good seasons and then push up to the NHL. Yeah, yeah, so that was the like NHL. the way I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it makes sense that it was like, oh yeah, you're going to yeah. drop down. You, you definitely saw it as a drop down. And then, you know, you play a lot of USL teams in the Open Cup too. So you kind of saw the love when you, mm-hmm. and yeah. And um, so that's what happened. And I didn't even try in the, in the USL. So come, when it did fold, I, um, I tried for the for other NASL teams. Miami FC was at the time there, and mm-hmm. they, um, you know, when I spoke to them, the coaching staff was like, you know, well, obviously, the good thing I was in the league for a while, so mm-hmm. the other teams kind of know you if you're in the league for a while. But they were like, there's no, you know, we don't have players. There's like, I think at the time there was probably more than a hundred players without a job. Yeah, and there and everybody's just you know scrambling, scrambling yeah. yeah. And I think at, at the time Miami FC had eight midfielders. <sighs> they had like five, six in in my position. So 
there I couldn't play. Yeah. And so for a whole year, I was I was with no club. I just did it on my own. 2017, I had no club. You just trained on your own. I trained on my own. Now and little guy, pick uh, up that you pick could up. Get. Yeah, I yeah, it was pick up. And, which which you know, looking back now, wasn't the best decision for me. You know, I I wouldn't say arrogance, but I did have this arrogancy, I guess, with me saying I'm not gonna go to the USL or I'm not gonna go to a club where I'm gonna get this amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I didn't for the two the whole 2017 season. Um, did you, at that point, like in, when you were training by yourself and doing all that stuff and kind of like without a club, mm-hmm. um, did like qu- like did you think ever about quitting or were you no, just, not at all, uh-huh. no, no, it was just like oh, it's whatever I, something yeah, will work out, yeah, 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 yeah for sure. That's Obviously good. those the, those those thoughts, I, I won't say they they won't they won't cro- they do cross your mind. I think mm-hmm. we're all I'm sure you know every player at that moment or this even players you know when they get with no club yeah you get that but they just go out the window yeah, you know yeah you like, have like a bad day and then the yeah, next, yeah the next day good thing if i think if it's important you surround yourself with good friends and and uh, my brother always helped me a lot my my father my family and yeah you just you're not gonna quit you know mm-hmm. you just train In miami there's a lot of like men's league team is good men's it's league really high level, level yeah. yeah so that helped too that i was in that environment and then, um, so after that full year, uh, what, what happened in 2018? So for 2018, it was funny. So 2017, I actually, um, so that was funny. So I, I wasn't with no team, but um, I had this, this, uh, this, uh, you know, I, back home, I, you know, since the agents or coaches kind of knew, I, you know, I played for the Strikers and I had a, a, a decent career in the NESL. And that year, uh, it was funny. I I had I got this phone call from from a friend, and he kind of told me to. Um, he knew the coach for Mississippi Brillo, which is a PDL team, uh-huh. and Mississippi, and they were in the final four. Okay. They were in the final four of the PDL, mm-hmm. and he um, he, so they call he got called me to see if I can just go help him for the final four. I see. Um, and then so I went for that, and I think we we lost in the in the final. Of the PDL that year, so I just skipped and I went to there, and then from there I actually did 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 good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was weird for me; I didn't want to do it at the time, but it was six seven months without yeah. nothing. And then you're kind of like you stop, you know, kind of being like I say it wasn't like a baby; I wasn't a baby, but you start being like, okay, well, look, it's over, like yeah. NASL, and that and at that moment, NASL the league wasn't very good. Like everybody kind of knew at the end of the year it was gonna fold, and um, and so I just went there. I took it and uh, we did well, and I uh, we lost the final. But then out of that, uh, a tryout in Louisville came. Okay. In Louisville, and they had just won the. Well, I went before they won the season in 2017. Uh huh. And yeah, and so I went there with Louisville, and um, it was like a, towards the end. But then I uh, coach. Uh, the coach at the time was uh, James O'Connor from mm-hmm. he's from the one from Orlando City. He invited me back for preseason in uh, the next year in 2018. Okay. So I started. Yeah. I see. Yeah. So it's, it's. I feel like too. It's like uh like like just that word like disbelief like all of 2017 like yeah. I can't believe it happened. And it was like almost like shock of like I don't want to immediately drop back down. Yeah. And like lower my market value, do anything. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like waiting, and then all of a sudden as months go by, you're like okay. 
maybe I should make a like a step. Like, definitely, definitely. Yeah, that can make sense. Yeah. Um. So that's and so that's crazy though. So you go and then just a couple like games or one game or whatever, and then all of a sudden, because you did well there and the yeah, team yeah. did well, then they invite into the Louisville. Well, yeah, and then the, so the coach from there kind of knew, and he was you know he was uh he was very thankful with me to come and try to like help him out you know uh-huh. whatever I can, and he like mad to me kind of knew the the coach from Louisville, and so he told me he's like hey look maybe you want to go there because you know. They're a good team, and and so I did. But yeah, definitely, definitely helped. And now looking back, it was like, okay, it's a good, good decisions that that you make. Yeah. Hopefully, if you were, and I think that's also maturity. You know, maturity comes at that time. And um, hope now looking back, if I do look back, um, maybe I would have. Hopefully, that maturity was sooner. Oh, because yeah. then I wasn't, you know, six, seven months without a club, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or the whole year without a club. Yeah. But that's how you learn, you know, from, from errors. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then, so 2018, did you go into preseason? So, yeah, so 2018, I kind of, I went to preseason. I did, you know, I was like, uh, I was like, I was up in Louisville for like two months. We came down, down back down for a preseason and, um, and uh, I was at Bradenton, but things, I didn't, things didn't work out there. You know, I also wasn't too happy with you know the some of the stuff there and then uh miami fc was still around mm-hmm. um miami fc the the club now that they're in the mpsl yeah but they were also starting and back then nasl was going to supposedly nasl was still gonna come and play in the summer mm-hmm. and i also had some connections there my agent had some connection there and so i kind of took the the miami fc um Money wise, it was mm-hmm. it was good. Uh, they were it was kind of basically like NASL club, NASL yeah. contracts, because NASL was gonna be back in the. So it was kind of like a weird situation. A lot of people might you know might be confused or, not, but NASL salaries were really good, mm-hmm. and um, the tre- the the environment was just very very uh, professional. Yeah. Um, so I kind of went for that. Um, yeah, because uh, we talked about this like even a few days ago or something. Yeah. Where it was like. Like, yeah, technically, it was like a, like a, in terms of like the tier system, mm-hmm. it was like a drop down, mm-hmm. but it was really still an NASL, NASL club, club yeah. in yeah. the NPSL. PSL, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, and the budget was, was insane. They still had the NASL budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the, yeah, I think if we, if we didn't win it in 2018, I think they won it again this year. If you don't win it, I mean, with that type of budget and those type of players, no way you can lose. You know? Yeah. Especially, you know, NPSL. Being a semi-pro uh, league, you know, yeah. it's not. Yeah, you could just like a competing against like a whole different team oh, yeah. level and everything. Teams, yeah, the teams that actually play against the Miami FC, mm-hmm. it's, it's very hard to compete. But you said yes, what you said, like it was that year was tough because you would go play at like old high oh, school. Sometimes. Very tough, yeah, yeah. So back then, you know, I think also as a soccer player, sometimes you're thinking. I always kind of say like sometimes you forget about the ball. You know, you're thinking other stuff which is normal you know mm-hmm. you have to think about your career your you know money is important wherever you're at is important it also you know i was back home i was like well i want to go back home yeah close and and yeah and you forget kind of about the soccer and yeah it was tough because you're playing in high schools you're playing these teams that don't have you know these things that your club has or other club other professional clubs have. so it was very tough it was very tough good thing it was Training, training was better than games, you know, because you're yeah. training against, you know, yourself. So that was tough. And then that was the year when I was like, okay, whatever it takes, but I, I have to get back to, to the USL, which 
or you know obviously we all dream of going to mls but you know uso is like that next step that you see mm-hmm. and it's you know a lot easier to to get into so i was like whatever it takes i'm gonna just go back to the US, usl no matter uh money or no matter mm-hmm. anything so that's how kind of this came about yeah so then like yeah after that season you were just wanted that the, the ball like that the soccer aspect to be definitely as best as it could. yeah as best and Back then, you know, one of my best friends is uh, Jose Angulo, which you played mm-hmm. with, you know, um, back when he was at the Strikers. Me and him formed, like, you know, really good, kind of like a brotherly bond. And he was, at the time, in St. Louis, and he went to Oklahoma. And he had already played for the uh, USL. And he had told me, you know, because he went from USL. Well, he went USL, MLS, then USL again, then NASL. And he loved the NASL, but he was telling me that the USL was picking up. Yeah. From 2017, it was picking up. And... I also had other teammates like uh, Diego Restrepo. Like the, mm. he was also with me at the Strikers. Then he, for the 2017, went to San Antonio. So th- I was talking to all of them, and they kept telling me, you know, it's, it's, it's gotten a lot better. Yeah, it's gotten a lot better. It's not better. like what it used to be. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And then it, you know, and then, but now you know, since you kind of had this immaturity about you, now it's not easy to get in. So now yeah. you got to go again through the trial process to get in. You mm-hmm. know, because I think one of the things we, as players, you think you know you think that people know you and you know it's not a bad way to think about yourself like it's good but you we don't understand at the time or when we have that mindset that the soccer it's huge you have too many players yeah. it's insane the amount of players and everybody you know unless you're like this huge uh player from before but mm-hmm. it's not easy to get a club yeah it's not easy at all it's not uh, coaches have a scout of third 300 players 150 players and if you're lucky, you you know you get chosen, and if you fit their systems and stuff, so mm-hmm. it's not easy. Yeah, and I think that like that thing too is like um, you're in the like you were in the NASL for a year after year after year, yeah. and at that t- like people ev- coaches knew you, players yeah, yeah, knew you, everything, good. and then one year out of it, it's like such a fast turnover. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like oh yeah, he played it like I think he played it Fort Lauderdale versus mm-hmm. like oh yeah, where it was like two years before a year before it was like oh yeah, Manny Gonzalez, That's you know, great. boom. Yeah. Like I even that's the same thing when I dropped down after the twenty eighteen or the yeah when I didn't get a team for twenty eighteen I had to go to New Zealand. Okay. It was so hard. Like even teams and coaches that I knew and I just hit them back up. They're like, oh yeah, well, where'd you play last that's year? You know, yeah, that's like, crazy. So you have yeah, the same experience. Oh yeah, yeah that's tough. And I I, I I didn't expect it to be so hard. The same thing to get yeah. in back into the oh the yeah league. yeah oh definitely definitely it's yeah hard. it's like it's like the ball is rolling and it doesn't stop yeah whether and. Yeah, some players want to, or the train, you know, some players want to get in there. And if you take, like, a five-minute, like, quick stop and, you know, you get down to get coffee or whatever, that train's still going. And you're just like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, and then so how did how did uh, you get in contact with the, with the Roughnecks? So with the Roughnecks, my agent, um, uh, he, he knew Coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and Coach Essien, and they kind of did their, you know, license together. At the time, the agent that I was working with, he, well, the agency he was in, um, he knew Coach, and they kind of had, uh, they have a good, you know, friendship. And uh, Coach uh, Essien last year just, I guess he took over the team, you know, a little bit past the summer. Mm-hmm. And my MPSL, MPSL season was done. Mm-hmm. And my assistant coach at the time, and that was him, that was kind of like, through his agency I was working, he was one of the assistants at Miami, and he told me, like, hey, look, my, my, uh, there's this opportunity, you know, Mike is, is, is looking at some players, and our MPSL season was done. There uh-huh. was nothing I was doing, 
and I said, you know what, why not? And so I came over last year for about a week. Um, I'm not exactly sure. It was around August, and yeah, coach, coach was very nice, and mm-hmm. you know, I think. Um, I mean, I don't know if it happens to, to you, but now you feel like a pro at at, um, at tryouts. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know if it happens yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You kind of feel, you kind of feel like a pro at tryouts because you're just like, okay, you know what to expect. Mm-hmm. You've been there. You know what coaches are looking for. Um, so many confidence. Aspects. You have the confidence. Yeah. You have um, you have the composure. Mm-hmm. Also, um, you know how to treat your teammates. You know how to. You, it just over the years you start especially you know a full year it was you know same thing yeah. you did it for a whole year so trials started to become easier and so yeah when I came uh, it was uh, two three days and I talked to coach and it, obviously I, it was already August season was almost over but yeah we talked about next year and I really liked you know coach and uh what he was building here so mm-hmm. yeah there was no brainer for me and yeah I think we we, we must have missed each other by like three weeks or something because really? I came in September Oh, so I definitely missed it. Yeah, yeah. I came in August. I forget yeah. exactly what day in August. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, because I came, same thing, came in September, and then I was here for like a week or two, and I was going to go back, and then, um, but then I was like, I had a place to stay with one of the guys, mm-hmm. Ivan Mirkovich, uh, oh, one okay. of the defensive center Defense. mids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I was just like, I was like, you know what? Can I just, do you mind if I stay here for just train? And really? So I just so stayed, stayed there for like five weeks. Yeah. Really? Just until, until the season, season ended. ended? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I definitely missed you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, that's, yeah. It's funny. I don't even know that. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, and then so you did, you know, like you said, you kind of know how to do the trials. And yeah, you know yeah. How to like compose yourself and, and be like, show confidence without arrogance. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and be, exactly. Be respectful, but also yeah. get respect, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so and then so you signed the contract in off season, and then you're back into the... In, in back in January, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I was, uh, and, and yeah, and I was very excited, you know. It also helped that you came. Mm-hmm. So you kind of knew what was expected. Yeah. You know, I kind of... I kind of one of the nights I, you know, with myself, I kind of went around the city. I went downtown. I kind of walked around, and even during the day, I'll try to walk around and you know see see the places. So you know, yeah. kind of get a feel for it. But yeah, I was I was happy. I'm I I was happy. I made I made that decision. Mm-hmm. And so uh, and then how has been this this year? Just 2019 for you? Um, for me, it's been good. I mean, I think. Uh, well, I had a, you know, I was injured for a lot of the preseason. Yeah. So that wasn't, for me, it was a first. Um, I've never been injured. Yeah. I've never been injured throughout my whole career. I've, even college or youth, I've never been injured. I've never had a broken bone. I've never. And so this preseason, I missed more than a month. And so that was tough for me. Because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, with my, I'm really into, I'm really big in practicing. Practicing is very important. So missing that, especially preseason, such a important season. Cause that's where you kind of uh, get your base. Yeah. Um, that was in a personal level, kind of, kind of. I would say uh, it was a setback for me, cause then you know season started. I'm playing catch up, not just the fitness, but the soccer rhythm. So um, yeah, I think um, from an individual point, I think it's gone from less to you know more. Mm-hmm. And I think you know I, now and. Um, and because I missed that preseason, I think, uh, you know, every coach, you kind of have to uh, learn his ways and what he wants from you. You know, yeah. every coach is different. So I think that preseason is a very good time to do that. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I didn't have that with, with Coach Mike in the preseason. So, again, during season, I was playing catch-up. But the problem is during season, there's no time to play catch-up. Yeah. Because... Um, you're just already in it. Yeah, you're already in it. And games are important. And, and so I was... I was playing catch up through the season, and so I think, I think for the past two three months, I felt way better. 
mm-hmm. and just because I finally felt like okay I catched up I know exactly what coach wants and 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 demands in this position um, yeah and so yeah for the past uh, two three months I felt really good like I felt myself I felt comfortable and stuff and I didn't you know at the at the beginning yeah, yeah you just found like your uh, your groove yeah exactly yeah. exactly and that yeah. takes time you know it's all rhythm and soccer's all rhythm you got to get the ball rolling a little bit yeah definitely um, and then so uh, so then basically that brings us to today. Now we're just, uh, we have like definitely, definitely two weeks two weeks left in season. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so I'm just gonna end basically the podcast with like just like three questions I ask all the players. Okay. Um, the first is what what's been the, the absolute best moment of your entire career? Um, is there any like day or, or season or game or something that sticks? Yeah, out? yeah. For me, the best moment was my 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 first professional game. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said. Uh, it was uh, I never forget for you know it's your first professional game we were playing at home uh, I'm a local I was a local at the club so a lot of uh, f- I had a lot of family a lot of f- friends and the team wasn't doing so good um, and the coach gave me the opportunity I think we had lost like or lo- we lost three and tied one and coach gave me the opportunity against Minnesota mm-hmm. uh, uh, which is a good team and um, yeah that game you know we won to one I got one of the assists and mm-hmm. I got team of the week that week so for me, that's been, yeah, that's been like my my best moment, just because you know, kind of what it was, and you kind of get thrown in the team when the team's not doing good, so they're expecting for you to do good. So that was definitely my my best moment. Yeah, that's pretty. That's cool because assist on the debut. Yeah, team and, of then, the week. and then team of the week, which I I wasn't expecting to get yeah. team of the week, and then yeah, it was it was it was that's, good. Especially at home too, in front of at, all your yeah. family and friends and stuff. That's, definitely, definitely. That's awesome. And then now the other one, the flip side is: has there been any like the lowest part of your career? Yeah, the the lowest part of my career was definitely that that 2017 mm-hmm. season. You know, with no club. You know, sometimes you know it's funny, but you you find yourself, um, you know, even uh, you get used to some type of comfort. You know, you you, you know you're that's what you what you live off. You know, and NASL at the time was was paying well. Mm-hmm. Um, and come 2017, you know, you have to find ways to pay your bills, uh, and you just, yeah, you you don't have a club, you don't you don't have a clue, kind of like what you're doing, and mm-hmm. yeah, you kind of hit rock bottom there. Life kind of just puts you in that moment, and uh, looking back now, I'm like I'm grateful for that moment. You know, yeah. you get stronger, you get more mature there, but you know, it's funny because you uh, in in my in Miami, there's a lot of uh, these like Sunday leagues. Uh, leagues that you play for for money and they give, they actually give yeah. you good money. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. the same thing in California. Really? Same yeah, in LA. yeah. Oh, it's sick. It's, yeah, yeah, it's good, good money. It's good also. level too. Yeah, it is. It is. yeah, it's a lot of ex pros there. And yeah, yeah. Guys, the the those guys pay pay well there. So, I uh, I never had to go through that, you know. And I have a lot of friends that do that. You mm-hmm. know, they're you know, they they don't play pro, but they're really good players as well. And you know, sometimes it's dirt fields and yeah. it's in situations where like so. And it's funny because there's uh, next to Lockhart or where Lockhart used to be, like uh, half a mile away, there's one of those fields and oh, wow. it's like a tiny stadium. And then, yeah, it, it hurts, you know, you're in the lowest point because you're just like, you know, you're wearing these like, you know, you're playing with a lot of, you know, it's a lot of Mexicans out there, a lot of South Americans out there and the environment, you know, mm-hmm. dogs running around yeah. sometimes and yeah. it's... <laughs> Yeah, that was tough. In the beginning, it was tough. But you kind of and you feel it, like you can almost see Lockhart Stadium. Oh, right you there. see it right there. Yeah. It was yeah, and so that was my lowest point. But it humbles you, and I think players have to go through that. Yeah. You know, then you start being more grateful, and 
Like you say, you grow. You grow a lot. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what you need. Looking back at it now, it I, I'm glad that happened. You know, you uh -huh. grow so so much. So that was the lowest point. And then okay, and then my last question is if you can go like a, if you could hop into a time machine and go back to younger Manny at any time, when would you go back and what would you say to him? Um, I'll go back when I was uh, around 13, 14, uh -huh. and I would obviously say to him and kind of. Um, kind of establish more of like a professional mindset, you know, mm -hmm. from that age. Not that you know I had it, but y you just you could oh it could always been a lot better yeah. in eating and going to the gym and and just being fitter and um, in uh, spending more time with the ball and worrying more about that because you start seeing how those things are like the little the little difference mm -hmm. that makes kind of a professional at, at the higher level yeah yeah so i'll definitely tell definitely take myself good. tell myself that i like that yeah i like that a lot um and then anything else anything else you want to say any, any... no not at all no this this was great it's a good experience i haven't yeah. talked about this i don't think no one knows this so it's yeah. good, yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah. other yeah. than other than my family but it's good mm -hmm. i hope you know a lot of a lot of kids watching, or a lot of players that want to play pro watching. Yeah, hopefully they take that and all the guys that you had here, take it as an experience and trying to learn, and mm -hmm. and hopefully it helps them. You know, um, if they get put in situations similar to that, maybe you know they can look to, towards this or other players and say, well, they went through it. This is how they kind of got through it. So yeah, that's yeah. exactly how I, I viewed it. Is like you can literally live vicariously through like everybody else's experiences oh yeah you know, yeah because like, you don't know that I, I felt like when i was a kid i literally thought that all like the pros that you see mm -hmm. it's just like oh man they just signed an early contract and it's just been all sunshine and rainbows and playing oh everything. yeah no and that's and what it, you think when yeah, you, yeah you think that but then mm -hmm. like then once you hear everybody's story it's like crazy it oh, really is yeah. it's insane to to listen to and see like how it's all similar but everybody's also so different at the same oh, time oh yeah you know? yeah definitely no yeah. and then you see even these big time pros that they millionaires now and they're playing so well you look back you kind of if you do your research and mm -hmm. you google them you're like wait he played for this team this kid this guy was playing in this team you know we have a there's a a forward a colombian forward uh his name is uh, uh his name you know kind of crossed my mind now he plays for vr round and and, but at 20 years old, he was a fisherman really? in Colombia. Yeah, he's playing for Villarreal. He plays for a national team. Uh, and yeah, those those are stories that you look back and you're like, 20 years old, he was a fisherman. I swear to God, he was a fisherman. <laughs> so you crazy. look through the stories, you're like, wow, if this guy makes it, then you mm -hmm. know we could all definitely definitely make it. Definitely. All right. Well, um, this was the Against All Odds podcast with Manny, and uh, catch you guys on the next one. Peace. All right. Thank you guys. Mm -hmm.